this is Jen, and you're listening to Paradox, a Mage the Ascension podcast. These bite-sized episodes are designed to get you up to speed and comfortable with Mage the Ascension rules and concepts. We read the books so you don't have to, though we do recommend it. Without further ado, welcome to Paradox. Well, here we are, back for more with episode two. Thank you all for joining me once again. As mentioned, most of these episodes will be short and to the point, focusing on small cross-sections of the Mage the Ascension system, while other episodes will be longer with more sweeping views of aspects of Mage as a whole. This time, I'm going to go over what I would consider the basics of Mage. If you're already familiar with tabletop role-playing games, TTRPGs, or Mage itself, this will likely be a rehash of things you already know. There are a lot of resources for people somewhat familiar with TTRPGs, but not a lot for those starting at zero. Hopefully, those of you who already know your stuff will stick with us while we bring others up to speed before we get into some of the really cool aspects of Mage. For anyone listening who is looking to get into role-playing games, there are four important things you need. A character, dice, other players, and someone to run the game, a storyteller or ST. Now, some among you may be more used to the phrase Dungeon Master or DM, as used in Dungeons & Dragons, or Game Master, GM, which is a little more universal. But World of Darkness games like Mage the Ascension tend to use Storyteller. It ultimately doesn't matter what phrase you use, as they are more or less interchangeable, though some people may have specific opinions on the matter. Finding other players, whether you are running a game or simply wish to play in one, can be difficult, but there are many places online where you can indicate interest and try to find a group such as on the Dorktales Discord server, or there are now GMs for hire or GMs who post for players on various forums. Sometimes this means playing with groups you don't necessarily jive with, but you can always move around until you find people you enjoy playing with in a system that you like, whether or not it's World of Darkness. For dice, you're going to want D10s for Mage. These are 10-sided dice that are often sold in sets. The full sets can be hard to find, but if game stores aren't selling the full sets, you may be able to dig through some sort of mix and match bin of dice. The full sets usually have 10 dice, but you can get away with fewer if you don't mind rerolling. Five is a good number to start with if you're mixing and matching, but of course now there are dice rolling apps or online websites you can use. I personally prefer the feeling of holding and rolling physical dice, but you do you. For reference, if you're unfamiliar, dice in TTRPGs are often referred to by the number of sides that they have, with a D in front. So a D4 is a four-sided die, a D20 is a 20-sided die, and a D10 is a 10-sided die. The one sort of exception may be if someone says to roll a D100 or D100, which can be a single 100-sided die, yes these exist, or two D10s. If you're rolling two D10s, the best way is if one of them is a percentile die, so it goes from 0, 0 to 90 instead of from 0 to 9, and you'll find them in most D20 sets. Or if you have two different colors of dice, you can designate one as the 10s and one as the 1 prior to rolling and roll those. You can also, if you need to, roll 1d10 to represent the 10s, followed by another d10 for the 1s if you only have the one color of dice. Basically, there are several ways you can roll a d100. Mostly, you just want to make sure that you know which ones are your 10s and your 1s before you actually roll, but luckily for Mage, you won't have to. Character is, of course, where the main effort is and where the fun part of all these basic logistics is as well. You can find fillable PDF character sheets online, 
or you can print them off and fill them out old school. But I will be discussing the mechanics of the character sheet and character creation more in depth over the next couple of episodes. First, however, I want to briefly discuss the concept of creating a character. If you're the type of player who is very mechanics focused, one who doesn't put a ton of thought into who your character is behind the dots on a sheet, and you just like kicking doors in and rolling dice in games, that's great. I'm happy for you to do what you enjoy. I may not fully understand that mindset of gaming, but there's nothing wrong with it so long as as the table you're playing with understands that, is the same way, that sort of thing. You just want everybody on the same page. However, since I personally get bored of that style of gameplay after a while, I'm going to talk about the narrative aspect of creating a character. If that's not for you, feel free to skip this. No harm, no foul. There are a lot of ways to approach the idea of building a character. You may have a vague idea of the type of character you want to play, so a physical fighting type or a smart bookworm type, in which case you can start with your stats and work out who the person is from there. You may have a particular aspect of the game you want to explore. Often, I'm creating characters these days by looking at what type of mage I haven't played before and working from there. Or you may want to start from the person. Who was this person before they awoke and became a mage? What was their life like? What sort of challenges did they have to face? Or what amazing things happened to them? Going this route can lead to a lot of really interesting options, and when it comes time to choose what kind of mage they're going to be, what sort of capital T tradition they'll end up in, you might have several different paths that you could follow. There is no wrong way to build a character, except maybe by not following the build mechanics at all. And you don't even have to be building for a particular game to theorycraft and experiment with different types of characters. Maybe you put a lot of your points into your main attributes, like strength or charisma. Or maybe your character knows how to do a lot of things, so you load up on abilities. Maybe, in the case of mage, you're fairly low magic. Or maybe you want all of the magic you could possibly do. Maybe your character is connected to different realms of influence or has a lot of money. The possibilities are literally endless. So while it may be more clear in the next episodes exactly what I'm talking about, I do want to take a look at the basic mechanics of the mage system. Yes, the system uses d10s, but how exactly? First, I'm going to say that the storyteller is the final arbiter of what you roll. Sometimes the categories on the character sheet don't exactly match what someone is trying to do, and while it is a perfectly valid option to tell someone they can't do something because there's no option on the character sheet, I'm more of a fan of asking for weird roles, but your mileage may vary with different STs. Storytellers may also have various house rules, otherwise known as adjustments to the rules as they are written, that differ from what I'm going to mention here. I will run through some of the house rules that we use on Dork Tales and the pros and cons of them as well, but I will be clear about what is rules as written versus a house rule. So, rolling dice. In Mage, most of your dice rolls will be one of two things. Magic or everything else. For magic rules, you will roll your Arete stat. And if you're someone who pronounces Arete differently, just come fight me in the comments. We'll battle it out. Arete. I'm going to pronounce it Arete. Your Arete stat is usually one to three dice. For most everything else that you'll roll, you will be rolling a single attribute, so strength, dexterity, intelligence, any of those, uh, or the other ones in that area, plus a single ability score. So you take all of the dots in the attribute, you add all of the dots in the ability, and you roll that many dice. One slightly odd thing about the World of Darkness success system, that is what you need to roll on a die to make it count as a success, is that the difficulty can change based on factors a storyteller may consider. In that way, it's a little more like trying to hit a certain armor class in D&D, so it changes based on who you're fighting. 
and in Mage, any role you make may change based on circumstances. So in Mage, the standard difficulty is six. So you want your die to have a six or higher on it. But if there are factors that make it easier or more difficult, that number can go up or down to a minimum of three and a maximum of 10. If it's something incredibly difficult, the storyteller first may just say no, but they could also introduce the idea of a threshold or having to get a certain number of successes at whatever the difficulty rate is in order to succeed. For attribute plus ability rules, this is usually when the difficulty is higher than 10, and it's very rarely used at that point. It's better to just tell the player no at that point rather than say you need four successes at a 10 difficulty. That's It's just not going to happen. But for magic rolls... This may just mean you need a certain number of successes to actually work the magic you want to do. The magic system, which is something I'll have to go into detail a lot later on, but the magic system is designed where you might, for certain types of magic, you might be declaring how many successes you're looking for in order to accomplish a certain task. So if you roll a one on any of your dice, that subtracts successes from your roll. For example, you roll five dice and your results are six, two, three, seven, one. Assuming a standard difficulty, two of these dice are successes, the six and the seven. But there's a one, which means your total is one success. If your difficulty was three, you'd actually get two successes, the six, seven, and three minus the one. If the difficulty was eight, you would have rolled zero successes and a one, otherwise known as a botch or a critical failure. And sometimes some fun, interesting, and potentially deadly things can happen with a botch. If instead you had rolled 6, 1, 3, 7, 1, and the difficulty was 7, you would have simply failed and not botched, as at least there was a modicum of success. You had a 7, you had a 1 that subtracted, and then you had another 1, so you just fail. You don't botch. However, if you roll 3 1s and no successes on a 3-die Arite roll, as I did once, well... That's an extremely bad failure. <laughs> However, just as there are ways to epically fail a rule, there are ways to epically succeed. This usually involves rolling a high number of successes, often with several tens or zero on the die. If your character has four dots in a particular ability or attribute, you gain a specialty or a specific area that your character knows really well within the larger category. There are two abilities, crafts and science, where you are expected to choose this specialty when you take a single dot, but you don't gain the benefit of a specialty until you get four dots. A specialty allows for extra successes. How exactly you get them depends on your ST, but rules as written in M20 state that each 10 you roll counts as two successes. Those of us who have been playing World of Darkness for a while may prefer an alternative rule, exploding tens. This is where for every ten you roll, you can roll another die. Sometimes it's a success, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a one, or sometimes it's another ten and you explode it again. Some STs might allow exploding tens for all tens that are rolled, and some may keep them for specialties only. At Dork Tales, we tend to let all tens explode for Arite or magic rolls, while any other roll must have a specialty to do the same. There are a lot of other small rules that I'll be going over in later episodes, but this will at least get you started. If you want to read more rules and mechanics before I get to them, chapter 8 and 9 in M20 will give you most of the information you need. If there are any questions or specific topics you would like covered, join the Dorktales Discord server and leave a note on my channel, or leave a comment on whichever podcast services allow comments. That's going to be all for this episode, and I hope you'll join me next time for an in-depth look at a Mage the Ascension character sheet. 
You've been listening to Paradox, a Mage the Ascension podcast, and you can find us wherever you can find podcasts. If actual plays are up your alley, check out Dorktales on twitch.tv slash dorktales or youtube.com slash dorktales or find us on the Dorktales Discord server. We are currently streaming a Mage the Victorian era game on Saturdays. Our Patreon subscribers have early access to the new Technocracy Zero Sum game, which I run on the first Sunday of the month, and we have several Mage one-shots and a short-run chronicle called Breaking Tradition on YouTube, plus all of our other amazing content. Thanks for listening, and remember to always keep your magic coincidental, unless it's Fireball.